He's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, so he knows a thing or two about the faith. It's Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. Well, as we're moving through these weeks of Lent, a good time to talk the liturgical life with Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. Monsignor O'Connor is the director of the Office of Divine Worship for the Archdiocese of Portland, and he's also the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor O'Connor is with me today to talk about some of the important things to remember this Lenten season. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Good morning, Brenda. Well, first, let's uh, let's talk about St. Joseph, his feast day we are celebrating today, but it is March 20th. And if you look at the traditional calendars, it would say that the feast of St. Joseph falls on March 19th. Well, that was yesterday, Sunday. Why was that feast day moved to the Monday? It is all to do with the general calendar of the Roman Missal. Um, and if you look in your Roman Missal, if you've got one, and you see the calendar section, it talks about precedence of feasts and solemnities. And so the Sundays in Lent take precedence over most things except solemnities of the Lord or the Blessed Virgin Mary. So uh, because St. Joseph uh, is a solemnity, but not of the Lord, as one of Jesus's feasts or the Blessed Virgin, it's the Sunday in Lent has precedence over it. So that's how we celebrate. That's how we work out what to celebrate. So, but because it's a solemnity and important feast in the life of the church, uh, it's moved to the Monday. So it just couldn't be on the same day as a Sunday oh. in Lent because they take precedence. Yeah. Okay. And then as we celebrate St. Joseph today, are there important ways or special ways that we can honor the foster father of Jesus uh, through prayer or can maybe just special ways to honor him? Yeah, I mean, we certainly we've, uh, there are lots of prayers to St. Joseph out there. We had a prayer card uh, that we issued in the year of St. Joseph from the Archdiocese. They may be still hanging around in your parish, but uh, um, it's easy to find some prayers to St. Joseph. But, um, you know, just simple things, you know, by saying, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I give you my heart and my soul. These, these sort of, uh, you know, little pious prayers and honoring St. Joseph as, you know, part of the of the, the three of the Holy Family. Um, but certainly going to Mass today on the Solemnity, that would be very pleasing to St. Joseph and very um, efficacious, I think, on, the, on that day, on this day. Monsignor Gerard O'Connor is joining us today. We are talking the liturgical life on this feast day of St. Joseph. Well, as we move through this week, boy, right away again, we have another really beautiful feast day. This one of Our Lady, March 25th. It is the Annunciation. It's not a holy day of obligation, but one that carries with it some very special meaning. Remind our listeners about this very special feast day. Um, yes, this feast day, the 25th of March, is the uh, Annunciation. Um, you know, it's 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 when the uh, the angel appears to the Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, informs her that she'll bear the uh, the Son of God. So it's a very important feast for us in the uh, in the church. And it's funny we were talking about the solemnity of Saint Joseph. This solemnity has to be celebrated on the 25th, although it's not a holy day of obligation. So it leaves to be discussed what the priest does on the vigil of the Sunday. So the vigil of the Sunday, we don't have to have vigils at all. So all day Saturday, we can celebrate the Annunciation and a morning mass on even the evening mass that would count for your Sunday obligation. And you could then sort of uh, celebrate the Sunday masses, which would be the um, 
the uh, the fifth Sunday of, of of Lent, I believe. So that mass in the evening can either be the vigil mass of the fifth Sunday of Lent, or it can be the solemnity of the Annunciation. So the priest has a choice there. I suspect most priests will go with the Lenten. If they have a morning mass, they'll go with the Lenten vigil because then the homily would be the same for the whole thing. Of course, if you had your calendar out while you were looking at this feast day of the Annunciation on March 25th, it would also indicate because that it was the uh, visit of the angel to Mary uh, that she would carry the Christ child. It's exactly nine months until Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I uh, better get my list gathered up, Monsignor, because... Well, we got to get ready for that celebration too sometime. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're, we're oh. only, only, what is it, uh, nine times 30 days to Christmas, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> well, there's many feast days. And of course, it's the highest feast day of our liturgical calendar. We are moving into Holy Week. And one of the very beautiful things that typically happens on Holy Thursday, it's the Chrism Mass. But in the Archdiocese of Portland, that's going to be happening on the Monday of. Kind of explain to our listeners what's important about the Chrism Mass and why it's been moved during that week. Yeah, it's on uh, Holy Thursday, the Triduum starts with the Mass of the Lord's Supper, but the only other Mass allowed on Monday, Thursday, or Holy Thursday is the Chrism Mass. So in the Roman Missal, if you look, when is the Chrism Mass? It's done on the Thursday, and that traditionally was it. But it can be moved to another day of that week, or even the week before. Um and that's because, you know, the Triduum is about to start. It's the busiest time of the year for priests. And it would be nigh impossible to get all the priests to come to Portland on Holy Thursday and, you know, have a meal before Mass and then Mass with the Archbishop. Because traditionally it's the day when the priests come together and they have a meal with the Archbishop and then celebrate the Chrisma. So um, we've moved ours. We traditionally move ours to the Monday evening. So of Holy Week is the Chrism Mass is at seven o'clock, but the priests arrive at about five o'clock and uh, uh, the Knights of Columbus here at the cathedral provide a, a beautiful meal for all the priests of the Archdiocese, about 120, 130 priests will be here. Then they'll celebrate the Chrism Mass at seven o'clock with the Archbishop. And during that Mass, it's called the Chrism Mass because the Chrism, the sacred Chrism is consecrated and the oils are blessed at that Mass and the priests go home with their oils for the new year. These are the oils that are used in the sacraments sacred chrism, holy oil, and uh, the oil of the sick as well. Monsignor O'Connor, is the community invited to attend that, or is that a special Mass that the Archbishop celebrates with just his priests? Um, yes, uh, absolutely. Anybody could come to the Chrism Mass if you like. So, uh, yeah, feel free. It's a beautiful thing. You've not been to a Chrism Mass before. It's, it's, sort of, it's, a, it's a very beautiful Mass indeed. Oh, for sure. Well, Monsignor O'Connor is the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral, and he's inviting the community to join him and the Archbishop and all of the priests on that beautiful Chrism Mass that's happening on the Monday of Holy Week. It's a great way, Monsignor O'Connor, to really step into and have a very blessed Holy Week. That's on Monday is Chrism Mass. On Wednesday, you many have an opportunity to celebrate Tenebrae, and then we'll move into that Holy Triduum. Kind of explain to our listeners about kind of the steps in which we celebrate the Passion of the Lord and then His Resurrection on Easter Sunday. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we start what we call the Triduum, which basically means the three, the group of three, the three highest holy days of the year for us as Catholics. Um, 
So it starts with the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Thursday, as Holy Thursday we call it, Monday Thursday they call it in England and Canada. Um, and that is uh, that reminds us about uh, the institution of Most Holy Eucharist and the institution of the priesthood as well. So that's we celebrate that on that day. And then Friday is the, you know, that quiet, sad day where there are no masses anywhere in the world allowed to be celebrated. And we reserve Holy Communion from the uh, Mass of the Lord's Supper to be distributed at the Passion Services, which take place on that day. And this is the beautiful day where there's lots massive uh, symbolic actions that take place. You know, everybody comes forward and kisses the feet of the corpus on the, on the cross. And we're singing you know, some uh, of, of the sad lamentations, you know. So it's a it's a very beautiful day, the Passion Service. Often takes place at three o'clock, sometimes uh, in the evening as well. And most parishes also uh, celebrate the Stations of the Cross on Good Friday at some point of the day as well. And then on Saturday, you know, the sacraments, other sacraments are not celebrated that day unless of real necessity. Um, we just have the vigil, uh, sorry, the Easter vigil, which takes place at 8.30 or beyond here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And that's the beautiful mass of all sorts of things happen, blessing of the water, etc., and uh, the lighting of the Easter candle. But also this is the mass where the catechumens and the candidates enter into the church as well. So it's it's a very beautiful experience as the Easter vigil. Again, if you've not been to an Easter vigil, go, you, you, you'll be amazed by how beautiful it is. And that, of course, will lead us into the beautiful Masses on Easter Sunday. Many churches will be filled to the brim, and as it should be on a beautiful day. Monsignor O'Connor, well, let's talk again real soon, and uh, we thank you for your time today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer and your blessing? Yes, in the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit to be on your faithful servants, that they may come to experience the Easter joy which we will celebrate in a few days. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you all and remain with you. Amen. Amen. Monsignor O'Connor, wonderful to be with you once again. Thank you again so much for your time. God bless you. Thank you, Brenda.